Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the IFL TV podcast in association with Lonsdale MTK Global, sponsored by William Hill. This is Coogan Cassis for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. It's back to the Zoom interviews for me and you. So bored. So bored. Did you find out if this is day three now? Well, I tested on Thursday morning and then isolated all day. So as far as I'm concerned, that's day one. It's irrelevant anyway. Basically, it's next weekend. Either way. I've got all of them next week in this in this room, and um, so I haven't left this room since I got home, which was midnight on Friday. No, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I don't even know what day it is, mate. To be honest with you, it's Saturday, isn't it? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I was really thinking about all day yesterday, thinking about it really, like if you want a drink, does the butler bring it? What happens? <laughs> you prick. <laughs> yeah. What happened? No, if you need something, what do you do? I mean, misses, don't I? And I just go, look, I've been having, but the thing is, like, at the moment, it's like you've got the plague. You know what I mean? Like, there's been a couple of occasions, I'm up, I'm on the top floor right now, right? And I'll put a mask on, I've got a big mask, and I'll stand on the stairs, and I'll just, like, this is during the day, I'll come out, I'll go, hello? Is anyone there? And they're like, my, 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 my kids go, what are you doing at your room? Go back in your room. I'm like, oh, all right. So there's, like, there's been a couple of times where I've looked down the stairs and they're like, look up at me and go, what would you want? I'm like, oh, for God's sake. So, and no one, no one will touch anything. So I'm like accumulating bottles of water and plates up here. And I'm like, I'll leave the plates outside. They're like, no, can you wash them up yourself and we'll get them after the 10 days? I'm like, what? So, yeah, mate, it's, it's um, yeah, it's, uh, we've had loads of people getting tested since my sit, my, my, my missus and the kids have all tested negative, which is fantastic. Yeah. But isolate for, t- for 14 days, which is quite funny, really, because I've only got to do 10. Um, but. What, they have to isolate even though they've. Yeah. What, why is that? I've been in constant contact with them. Oh, yeah, of course. Two days before I tested positive, I've, I've been looking at all the stuff. So, um, you know, and just making sure everyone in the office is fully tested. Obviously, everyone on the box inside was already tested this week and have been in additional tests this week. So just sorting out what we're going to do at the office and it's a bit of a nightmare, really. How do you feel, though? How do you feel? Like, I know... Uh, I've, got, I've got a cold, which I don't know is corona related and it's giving me a banging headache and i don't know whether that's because of covid or just my nasals are just all blocked up when i was when i went to the hotel on thursday i didn't feel great you know sometimes 
you get up and you, it's not it's not it wasn't as bad as like you got the flu but you know when you get up and you feel a bit achy so that's how I felt on uh Thursday but I had no cough I still haven't really got a cough I haven't got a cough at all I haven't got a temperature I don't think and uh I haven't lost senses if I went like that, I suppose I feel a little bit sort of less capacity in my lungs than I would do normally, but not in like put it this way. And this is a good thing about testing. If I hadn't been tested, I would be carrying on my normal day to day life. You know, I'm not ill where I can't go to for dinner or I can't go to work or I can't pick the kids up from school. That's the worrying thing about it. Do you know what I mean? So, but you don't know when I picked it up. So, did I pick it up? as I got, you know, the day before I got tested, is it, am I at the end of the cycle? Hopefully this is it, you know, I mean, and again, it's not, you know, I know everyone reacts differently, but it's felt like I've got a really bad cold basically, but I do have a banging headache, but that, that's, that's it. Has uh, like your dad been tested? Have you been around him this week? Getting all tested, I think today um, and last night and stuff like that. Um, and, and everybody else around the office who I might have come into contact with as well. So, so it's a it's a ball lake, but obviously we're in we're at least experienced enough and doing a lot of testing that we get to find out. And like like I said, if I hadn't a tested positive, I would just be out there. Mm. I'd be at the show. I'd be talking to you. I'd be going out for dinner. And that's that's I guess what is you know, one of the main problems. So we've just got to try and do as much testing as we can. Luckily, we're in a position where we're doing a lot of testing. You know. Okay, well, like I said, I hope you get better soon. Who's your test? Yeah, I'm in the room now. So I've been tested at one thirty. Mm. So I've got to wait now until... Uh... I, think, I think if you had it, I mean, you wouldn't know with you whether, you whether you've got a cough or not because you cough 662 times. Correct. Smoker's cough. Exactly. Um, but I think, I think if you had it, you'd know you had it. I don't, after you, I don't know. I genuinely, like, I'm hopeful. So when you look back there and you go, so I know I didn't have any of the symptoms, but what was I thinking the other day? Like, earlier in that week, I started feeling a bit tired, which was a bit unusual to me. I think, I can't remember what day it was, but I think I went to bed early and I, and I didn't really, I just thought I had a cold. But when I look back, you know, when you find out you've got it and you start looking back and you say, all right, well, did you feel any different? Yeah, I did actually. I felt a bit tired. And like I say, Thursday felt just felt a bit groggy, you know? But where you don't have any of the symptoms, you don't think you've got it. But then when I tested and I was sitting in the room, I was thinking, do you know what? I don't feel right here. I just feel like this is going to come back. And all the results come through to like a central system that Frank Smith monitors with the British Boxing Board of Control. And some people's tests were coming in and mine, I t- got tested before then. Do you know what I mean? So I started thinking, that's weird. And then Frank said, phoned me and just said, you ain't going to believe it. <laughs> you tested positive. I think it's 600 and something tests now we've done. And one, one positive test. That's like lottery odds. I know. Not quite, but. No, but you know. Um, right, let's, uh, let's run through that's tomorrow. you're concerned about me. What do you mean? No, I'm just saying. Are you being sarcastic? You know one thing I will say? 12 minutes we've been talking about you. Well, that's right. 
Well, what, one thing I will say is I've, I've genuinely been humbled by the nice messages. Like, I've had a load of people messaging me from around the world that I know, but even on social media, it's actually quite nice. I was going to pretend I was a bit worse than I was, actually, just to sort of string it out a little bit longer, but... It's not know, the best idea. No, but I'm all right. Um, right, 13 minutes now we've been talking about you. Do you want to carry on talking about you, or do you want to talk yeah, about... Yeah, so, um, you know, I've got up here, I've got my vitamin C, my centrium... Uh, vitamins i've got my vix inhaler for the nozzle uh yeah so it was pretty good mate yeah how are you i'm all right i'll be all right once this result comes back let's um let's talk about tomorrow's card sunday night boxing is back um headline by sunday night boxing is back sunday night boxing is i mean only the second card i've ever done on a sunday and the first card of course was the bank holiday event with Bellew winning the world title. So I just felt that now's the time to try new things. I've always felt that Sunday, the Sunday slot after the football would work really well. As it goes, they've ended up putting another football match in. So we won't get the benefit of that audience probably till uh, 9pm, which is when that game finishes, the Liverpool game. But we go on air at 7 on Sky Sports Action and then we dual broadcast on main event after the Liverpool game. So I just feel that if you're doing a live event, Saturday night is the one, you know, with crowds, people don't want to go and have a drink on a Sunday, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, I think that, um, I think it's going to do really well. And I think it's a really good card. Everyone's weighed in. I just watched it there. It's been very frustrating, uh, you know, watching the press conference and everything else, not being a part of it, but all looking good. And I think there's some really good fights. Um, Joshua Boazzi, yeah, as we said the other day, he's returning to action tomorrow night, and uh, all eyes will be on Boazzi uh, tomorrow night because there are some bigger fights for Boazzi. We know that, but he has to come through tomorrow night. Yeah, I think it's a good test. I mean, I, I, I can't say I expect Marco Kalic to win, but the fact that Josh has been out of the ring for 400 days, you know, I think this is the right fight for him to come back into against someone that's unbeaten, someone that's got ambition, someone that's got a good amateur pedigree, moves well. I just think Josh is very special. And I think he'll look really good tomorrow night. I think he'll look sharp. I think he'll look spiteful, as he always does. And I just love watching him fight. Um, There are bigger fights ahead, of course. And, you know, the next one of those, hopefully, all being well tomorrow, will be him fighting on the Anthony Joshua card on December 12th. I'd like to reschedule a fight like Blake Caparello, you know, for the uh, world title eliminator, or a fight like, um, you know, um, a fight like, um, oh, what's the guy's name? Callum Johnson? Yeah, no, Cal- listen, Callum Johnson and um, Anthony Yard are fights that, Callum Johnson's not going to fight Boatsy this year. He, w- he wouldn't fight Boatsy this year. Forget Boatsy wouldn't fight him this year because Callum Johnson needs to fight. You know, Callum Johnson's been out of the ring for, I think, 18 months, as, as long as Boatsy. So, Joe Gallagher won't want to go straight into a Joshua Boatsy fight. You know, that's just fact. But Joe Gallagher and Callum Johnson, they want the Boatsy fight. You know, they fancy that fight. And I'd love to make that fight. So the guy that I'm thinking of is um, Sullivan Barrera. Yeah. So I'm talking about these guys that uh, sort of bridge the gap between Marco Kalic's and Ryan Ford's of this world and the Bivols and the Betterbevs. And 
and Caparello and uh, Barrera are two guys that do that well. Now, in terms of Callum Johnson, we need to get him out this year. And then I would love to make the Callum Johnson fight for sort of spring uh, of you know next year. That can be the next fight for those guys. No problem at all. Um, and I think, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how all these guys develop and progress. And I think, yeah, you know, I know there's a feeling that I saw an article from Sky, you know, Callum Johnson said, you know, Boatsy seems to be the golden boy and, you know, and he is, you know, he's looked fantastic. He was a standout amateur recently. He has the momentum um, and he's, you know, anti Joshua managed, you know, he, he is perceived to be, in my opinion, the top boy, but Yard's a great fighter. Callum Johnson's a great fighter, underrated, extremely dangerous. And you will see those fights next year. I really believe you will. Fight of the night for me is uh, Linus Adolfia against John Harding Jr., which is a great fight. Yeah, that's going to kick us off at 7pm. So I think that's the kind of fight. I think, um, I can't remember if it's Chris Lloyd or someone said yesterday, they summed it up well. You know, normally when you start a broadcast, we would put a prospect on in, you know, sometimes a bit of a mismatch, you know? And now what you're seeing is you're seeing 10 round English title fights that are really, really good and competitive. And I feel like it's a great way to start the night. And I think Linus Adolfia and John Harding Jr. is a really, really good fight. I think that you have to... I think Linus has to be the favourite in that fight. You know, I've not seen enough from John away from, you know, a lot of toughness that he can outskill Linus Adolfia. And I don't think he can. So the only way that I think John Harding can beat him, which is probably the tactics he has himself, is to put pressure on, close the distance and outwork him and out-tough him. You know, I think uh, Adolfia is a good talent. It's a great story with John Harding Jr. Dillian will be there tomorrow as well to commentate and watch him and um you know it's a great story stories don't always win fights but i think it's a brilliant fight to open the show tomorrow night at seven o'clock with regards to dillian being there tomorrow obviously he would have been coming from portugal mm-hmm. so what's the rules about him going back etc it's, it's um a part of the sky and the broadcast agreement um they have in place with the travel and the government where yeah. if you're working for a broadcaster you're exempt from that process. Okay. So it's he's coming to work for the broadcaster and they sort out all those travel elements to make sure that it's in line with the regulations. Well, I'm assuming he'll go back straight back to camp. Yeah. yeah. Right after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, huge opportunity for Chantel Cameron tomorrow night as well to uh, win the WBC world title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you saw the weigh-in. So um, Araujo check weighed on it's hard with these Sunday shows, where are we? Saturday. Friday she check weighed or Thursday night. And she check weighed at 147 pounds. Right. Which is seven pounds over. Now, you know, it's not the end of the world, in my opinion, that, that weight being two days out from the weigh-in, but the WBC and the British Boxing Board of Control had their check weight limits and the board ruled that Araujo would not be permitted to weigh less than 145 pounds. So she weighed in at 145 pounds today and she weighed five pounds heavier, of course, than Chantel Cameron. It, regardless, it's a bit irrelevant for Chantel in that she can win the world title, no problem. But Araujo can't win the world title on Sunday night. Only Chantel Cameron win, can. So 
that's fine in that respect. But I think the extra weight is going to make it a little bit tougher for Chantel. Sorry, Fred, because Araujo's always strong. She always punches hard, but she hasn't really had to, you know, drain herself of the weight here because she, and I believe she would have made the weight, but the WBC and the British Boxing Board of Control have the rules and the board ruled 145 would be, she came under 145, she would have been in the fight. Tricky situation to handle, but um, I think it's going to make it harder for Chantel Cameron. I think Araujo is going to be stronger in there. I think she's going to punch harder. Um, and I expect a really tough fight for Chantel. I do, but I'm, I've got very high hopes for her. I think she's a great fighter. I think her style is fantastic, so exciting to watch. I think she punches hard herself. But I expect a four, five, six round firefight in that fight. I really do. And I think you're going to be holding your mouth a little bit in that fight as well, because I think, you know, Araujo is going to be a tough test. She's a bronze medal Olympian. You know, she's got some big wins on her, her record. She's six and zero as a pro. I think it's a very tough fight. So if Chantel doesn't win tomorrow night, that belt will just become vacant again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then who does that fall to after that? Not saying that's going to happen. I'm just asking. Well, I think maybe Araujo might fight for the title again. You know, I mean, again, I'm not. You know, it's, it is her fault because the rules are the rules. But I think they were a little bit disappointed because they wanted to make weight, but they were told they weren't allowed to make weight. But obviously, they're there you know, the safety measures are there to protect the safety and health of the fighters. Okay. Um, Akib Fiaz and Kane Baker. Yeah. The kind of rematch. But yeah, not- great fight. I'm just pleased. I'm pleased. Kane's, you know, you were there. You've met him before. Just a lovely fella. And, you know, I think sometimes in boxing you get told a lot of stuff and, it never really materialises. And, you know, I told him on that night, I promise you we will reschedule this fight. And we did reschedule the fight and it's happening tomorrow night. And I think it's a great fight. You know, Aki Fiaz has got a lot of potential, but he's never been in a fight like this yet. And one thing I know about Kane Baker, he will give every drop of his heart and soul tomorrow night. Um, Fiaz, like Adofia against Harding, should be too good. But, it's how tough is he? How much does he want it? How much pressure can Baker and Harding put on these guys to make them fold and to push them backwards? And you know, that's what um, Kane Baker does. But what I love about Kane Baker is you know exactly what you'll get. This kid's going to put everything into this. He's put everything in this camp and he'll roll it all into the fight. And I think it's going to be, you know, I think there's some really good fights tomorrow night, really good fights. And I think if it gels, you're going to get some brilliant action. The Savage returns as well. Alan Babbage takes on Niall Kennedy. Mm-hmm. That's another great fight. And again, there's a lot of people. I mean, Savage just weighed basically on the cruiserweight limit, cruiserweight heavyweight limit just now. There's a lot of people that don't believe that the hype around Babbage. And I don't I don't know if I, I do, to be honest with you. I haven't seen enough of it. I mean, yeah, the Shaundell Winters win was impressive. But what happens if Shaundell Winters lasts another round or so? And what Niall Kennedy's got is good composure. I think he's 12-1. and one. Uh, he was a good amateur. He likes to take the middle of the ring. And if you can get behind a jab and not let Savage just bombard you and run you over, I think you've got a chance in a fight. And he- who knows what's going to happen after two or three rounds with a Savage. I mean, he puts the absolute kitchen sink into it, doesn't he? So let's um, let's see. But I think it's a good test. And I, I think, you know, I like Niall Kennedy a lot. And I think, 
you know, Pascal Collins will get him mentally right for this. And I think if he can, if he can get through the first two rounds, I think it's going to be really interesting this fight. And also we see the pro debut of John Hedges finally. Yeah, a bit nervous about that one really because we live in a world where there's not a lot of option in terms of opponents. And, you know, he had a late replacement and he now has, you know, a southpaw with a decent record who can fight. And they said, okay, you know, he's had no southpaw sparring, nothing at all. But what he has got is a lot of experience as an amateur fighting all kinds of different styles. So, John Hedges is he's still a baby, you know, he's 18 years of age. Why he's huge, he's six foot five, you know, he looks fantastic. I think he's gonna be a big, big star. I'm just a little bit nervous about tomorrow night. So, you know, he's just got to keep his nut down, you know, listen to his corner and um, you know, go and enjoy himself tomorrow night and get off to a winning start. Well, tomorrow night, just stay at home. It's probably gonna be pissing down with rain. So watch the football. I'll be I'll be with you. I'll be with you. I'll be whatever I'm doing, Insta-living or on Sky, doing something via Zoom or something. So I'm one of you tomorrow night and I'm going to be watching from home. Well, we're all the same anyway, mate. I don't know who you think you are, but we're all like just one. Oh, do you know what you just said? You went, I'll just be like you guys, you know? you know. I will be. tomorrow. Well, normally I'm not like you guys, am I? Because I'm promoting the show. I'm there as a promoter. Tomorrow night, I'm like you guys, sitting home watching it. All right, mate. Nice one. Just because you've got a chip on the shoulder, it's not my problem. I haven't, mate, at all. Right, Edward. Um, Deontay Wilder has split with uh, trainer Mark Breland seven months after uh, the defeat to Tyson Fury. Surprised? What are your thoughts? I just don't know what's happening, really. Um, I was thinking, actually, a couple of hours ago, it's so weird what's happened to Deontay Wilder. Like, Fury might have just completely done his nothing because... We've not even heard anything from him. I still can't make it out. I don't know. And then, like, the reality is at the moment is that, and obviously because of Corona and everything, you can't say it's their fault, but none of that lot, and Tyson included, and Frank and Bob, they don't know what they're doing at the moment. Not as in day-to-day. I'm saying with Tyson Fury. Because Tyson Fury wants to fight this year, right? But Tyson Fury, I believe, well, as stated, has a contract to rematch Deontay Wilder. But they keep coming out saying, oh, it's happening on the 19th. Oh, no, it's not happening on the 19th. Actually, it's going to happen earlier now. Oh, no, it might be pushed back to next year. Oh, you know, you've got to remember, we're in October, right? So we have one more show, two more shows, three more shows, November 14, November 28, and December 12 to announce. And they'll be announced next week, right? So if Deontay Wilder doesn't rematch Tyson Fury, Fury's saying, I'm fine. It ain't, it's not easy. And you really got to get yourself in order because otherwise he won't fight this year. And we really want him to fight this year. He knows, you know, I heard his comments the other day, uh, oh, yeah, I'll fight Joshua in December. He knows we've agreed to fight Kubrat Pulev. His own promoter done the deal uh, this week to fight uh, Kubrat Pulev. So I want him to fight this year because once that's done, we've got to just make the fight immediately. But I just don't know. I think they're a little bit in limbo at the moment, and I'm not sure what's going on. Does it sound to you, though, that the Wilder... Where's Wilder going? Where's my date? 
right? I want the rematch and I want it this year. I've not heard anything. Like, it's so strange. Maybe he just don't want to fight, but how can he not want to win his world titles back? World title back. So, if you were a betting man, which you kind of are, would you say that Fury Wilder will happen this year? No. Do you think that Tyson Fury will still fight this year, though? Mm. He's saying he wants to fight, and Frank's saying like he wants. But who's going to come? Yeah, I don't know. Who's he going to? I don't know. I hope so. So, can we, from your side now, because I remember speaking to you a couple of weeks ago, and you said that, but this was two weeks ago, which is quite the time period is quite crucial here. But you said that you would be willing to still do that. Joshua Fury fight this year but I suppose you're on your side now kind of ruling out you're going with the Pulev fight and that's that because, yeah because we've been told um, right go on yeah okay so we've been told all week that Fury against Wilder is not happening on December 19th it's happening before that now so you know Bob Aram and I did a deal to fight Kubrat Pulev um, which will be announced next week so yeah we're fighting Kubrat Pulev but there's no, been no talks to fight in December. To be honest with you, I think with the state of the world and the lack of money that would be available for that fight, I don't see it happening in December. But, you know, in the last, what, three or four days, we have done our deal to fight Kubrat Pulev and we'll announce it next week. Can you let us know what country this is going to take place in? Yeah, the plan is for it to happen in the UK, as always. I mean, there are some discussions for it to happen outside of the UK, but... You know, our plan is, you know, the worst case scenario of no crowds and in the UK is the fight's going ahead, whatever happens on December 12th. So the likely chances of a crowd, you still don't know that, DM is too early. I, I have to think that we can get people in there by December 12th, blimey. I mean, it's getting grim. But there's a lot of sports now canvassing saying you've got to start letting fans back in. So we'll see where boxing gets to. Ed, you didn't really say what you thought of Wilder splitting with Mark Braylon. What... Sorry, no, I don't really give him much. I don't care, really. I mean, what's like, it's none of my business. It's absolutely irrelevant what I think. Uh, Mark Breland's a very good trainer. He was actually one of my favourite fighters to watch. But maybe it don't work for him. Or maybe, I don't know. You know, I think once you publicly assassinate someone, like, or you know, character assassinate someone like he did a Mark Breland. There's no way back anyway. Maybe Mark Breland turned around and went, I don't want to be involved anymore. I don't know. I just I just like to hear something. You feel me? I know. I think we all would. Um, I think Frank Warren did an interview with um, Umar yesterday. Well, I know he did. And I think he wishes you well. And yeah, someone's yeah, I saw it. That was very, very kind words. Thank you. Thank you. So you were meant to meet this week. Yeah, we were supposed to meet this week. It was quite funny that I got COVID. And I emailed, as soon as, well, after, you know, a couple of hours after I got it, I just sent uh, them an email and said, I'm really sorry, but I've got corona. So give me a couple of weeks. And then when I'm back on my feet, we'll get it rescheduled. So what was the response email back to that, Edward? No, it's just from, um, I, I just sent it to his secretary, actually just to let him know the date and she just said get well soon so oh, I saw Frank's comments and much appreciated no doubt we'll catch up in end of October November whenever it's going to be but we'll, we'll definitely meet this year 
Had uh, the venue been set before you tested positive? None of your business. What do you mean? Of course it's my business. If there was something that's my business, is this where it's at? Was it on your turf or his turf? It was in in a restaurant called Effie's. It's a little Turkish restaurant in Bethnal Green. You're making this up? Hmm. This is where you were meeting, yeah? Okay. No, was it your turf or his turf? Was it Essex or was it like... No, was it somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Just the two of you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, actually, uh, no, I was asked how many would come. Like, How many do you want me to book for? And actually, I, when I replied, I only saw that when I replied to my... When I got COVID, so just me and you, I think we don't too many cooks spoil the broth. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out where it is. Who are you? Yes, yeah. and I'm gonna wait outside. Yeah. Um, you've announced some shows this week in America: Devin Haney against uh, Eurekis Gamboa, and mm-hmm. also Daniel Jacobs against Gabriel Rosado. Correct. Two good fights. Obviously, we know those two have been nipping at each other for about a year now. I keep nearly having tear-ups every time they bump into each other. Danny Jacobs and Rosado. Uh, New York against Philly. Good fight. Um, and I really like Devin Haney against Yurokis Gamba. I mean, I think one of the problems is that the hype of Devin Haney makes everyone think that he's Floyd Mayweather already. So a lot of people, you know, oh, this guy just got beat by a tank. Yeah, he done his Achilles and he went 12 rounds and gave him a good fight. Look at Devin Haney's resume and tell me any fighter on that resume who is even, you know, in touching distance of Eurokis Gamboa. No one anywhere near. It's a unified world champion who can really fight Gamboa. So this is, this is a very tough fight for Devin Haney. I know that the hype on Haney is out of control, but let's look at facts. He's never boxed anyone in the, anywhere close to the level of the Eurokis Gambar. So I think it's going to be a very, very tough fight, and I'm looking forward to it November 7th. Um, Philip Hergovic returns on that card as well. Yep. Again, Riddell Booker. Yep, Hergovic on there. Booker just fought uh, Pulev not so long ago, went 12 with him. And Zili Zhang will fight uh, Dervin Vargas as well in a heavyweight fight on that card. Um, Danny Arjulusinov will go on a Jacobs card looking to make him against Ndongo or Avanesian if Josh Kelly doesn't take the Avanesian fight. Um, What's the situation with that fight? Because it's gone really quiet there. Yeah, I mean, I've just, you know, I think right now it's just a case of when Josh Kelly will be ready to fight Avanesian. And you know, I want him to go straight into that fight. I think it's important that he fights Avanesian. Um, and I'm talking to Adam Booth about it at the moment. Could we see that potentially this year? That's the plan, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, these cards you're doing in Florida, are they both yeah. in Florida? Yeah, they're both at the uh, the Hard Rock Casino. Okay. So you won't be there, will you? Well, I will be if they change the rules. At the moment, if I go to America, I you can fly to, to America, but yeah. at the moment I have to quarantine for 14 days. So it's impossible, really, because of all the other schedule. Because right now, when you look at our schedule, we've got October the 4th, with Boatsy tomorrow night. Got October 17th with Ritson uh, against Vasquez and Marshall against Rankin. Then we've got October the 22nd is in Milan. Sorry, October 23rd is in Milan. And on the same night, we're in Mexico 
for a triple header with Estrada and Chocolatito and Martinez. Then on the 31st, we've got Usyk Chisora in the UK. Then on November 7th, we've got Haney Gamboa in America. Then on November 14th, I'm announcing uh, tomorrow night, I think, triple header world title fight with Katie Taylor. That's on November 14th. November 21, we've got Dillian White against Alexander Povetkin. November the 27th, we've got Danny Jacobs against Rosado. November the 28th, we've got what looks like could be Billy Joe Saunders. December the 5th, could be another world title fight card. And then December 12th, we've got Joshua against Pulev. So I can't afford a 14-day or seven-day quarantine, wherever it is. So we're literally non-stop till the end of the year now. And I've just got to shake this thing off, and then we'll be back up and running and... I'm I'm really looking forward, and I'm very proud of what we've done. From well, not just for fight camp, but from now on until the end of the year, because we're right up against it. And I think we've got a schedule that looks like there's no global pandemic, to be honest with you. So I'm very pleased. Seventeenth of October. Is it likely that that will take place here, where we are in Milton Keynes? Uh, no, but it'll be a similar kind of setup. And but where then, will it be though? Will it be up there or? No, it won't be, no. It'll be more down south. More down south. Um, yeah, and we look to take a more fixed facility, probably from the usyk Chisora fight, maybe all the way through to the Joshua fight. Right, okay. Will the Joshua fight be the last show you do of the year? Yes. Okay. Um, it looks like Joyce Dubois will happen behind closed doors. Yeah, I saw they announced. Did that? Did they announce a date? I didn't. Did they? Just not a date. No, but I think like, the terms have been agreed. So yeah, no, it's good. I think I think um, both guys have obviously taken less money. I mean, it's the only way to do it without someone losing a fortune. So you know, always on those pay per views, and especially now with no gate, everybody's at risk uh, and everyone's exposed. But you roll the dice and you hope that the product stands up. And that's what we're doing with Usyk Chisora. We did it with White Povetkin. It worked. You know, White Povetkin too. And, and they'll do it with uh, Joyce against um, Dubois. Is there any update on whether Sky will show Lomachenko and Fimo Lopez? Oh, as I said to you on Monday, I made Bob an offer, which, you know, was, was a very modest offer, but he chose not to accept it. And um, it, it won't be on Sky. It won't be, no. Definitely not. No. Um, what about Kel Brook and Crawford? Uh, I'm not sure that'll be on Sky. I mean, they're yet to announce the fight officially. But again, you know, when that deal uh, was in play, they top rank own the global rights. So they can do or sell those rights where they wish. They approached, you know, it's all very well Bob saying, you know, oh, these pay-per-views, you know, they wanted Brooke Crawford to be a pay-per-view. That's how they pitched it to Sky. And obviously that was denied. Um, and then now they'll pitch a rights fee to all different broadcasters and see who wants to pay for it. But it's just a tough market at the moment. It's not, you know, I know what Bob's saying. It's not a reflection of the quality of the fights. It's just that we're in a market where people aren't, you know, broadcasters aren't spending money on top of their additional rights fees, which is a lot of money. So you can, you can never question Sky's, um, commitment to the sport boxing it, you know when, when boxing was dead they were the only ones keeping it alive they spend more money than any other uk broadcaster to to make to make sure that boxing 
you know, is thriving and these schedules can continue to run. So unfortunately we live in a market at the moment where people just aren't spending above and beyond what, what they've allocated or what they've committed to. Hmm. You was very vocal a couple of days ago about wanting to make Charlo and Andrade. Yeah, just, I think I posted about it last night because you know how hard it is for me to get fights for Demetrius Andrade and Charlo, I think he's a great fighter, just came out and said, I want to unify like my brother. And I'm like, well, do it then. We'll do that fight November, December, whenever you want. The zone, showtime, paper. I don't care. Like, we, I just want Demetrius to get an opportunity to show how good he is. And if, if Charlo really believes he's the best middleweight in the world and really wants to unify, it's a phone call. And that fight gets made, honestly. You didn't consider Andrade and Billy Joe for this year, no? No, because I don't think that that fight, you know, again, without crowds, that's difficult to do because it's not going to land on pay-per-view. You know, our schedule is, um, you know, ram-packed in that respect. So for me, a Billy Joe Saunders pay-per-view fight, if he's not fighting Canelo, will come more like February of next year. So that's why I want to get Billy out and fight this year. Garcia Campbell, any update on dates for that? Looking like um, December for that fight. And we'll get the final date this week. Uh, we're in talks with Golden Boy and Zone on the scheduling. And, um, yeah, we'll go from there. What about, Callum Smith? what about Callum Smith, Ed? So he's kind of waiting, one on Canelo and two on the yield rim situation. Because if Canelo doesn't fight him, you know, we've written to the WBC and said Callum Smith should get that opportunity. So we're waiting on that. But he's training now and he may end up going early December as well. But... Just want to make sure because he'll wait for the yield rim fight if that gets ordered. Okay. What do you think about the Javante Davis and Leo Santa Cruz fight being announced? Well, it was announced about two months ago. But he's going to have a crowd. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I mean, I just think we've just got, I don't know anything about Texas or, you know, in terms of the COVID situation and that kind of stuff. We've just got to make sure that everybody does the right thing and all the rules are followed. And, you know, we don't want a situation where our sport gets tarnished by a massive outbreak of, you know, of COVID. Um, right now, as much as I want to bring the fans back until we can do the big numbers, you know, with all the aggravation of making it happen, it's sometimes easier to do it behind closed doors. Financially, it's not as beneficial, but, you know, but I also understand that we have to keep, we have to try and push the boundaries here and we have to try and bring crowds back. So, you know, we'll be looking to do that end of October in November. And, you know, if, if they can stage an event in Texas with fans safely, well done to them. I think it's brilliant. Hmm. Your card on the 31st of October. So you've got two fights on that so far, haven't you? Uh, what have we in there? Yeah, just Usyk, Chisora, Selby, Campos. Yeah. We've got Dave Allen, whose fight will be announced next week. Uh, I've got a female championship fight going on there. I've also got a really good domestic fight that I'm trying to place on there at the moment. I've got Tommy McCarthy. Looks like he'll be fighting for the European Cruiserweight Championship on that card. And one other as well. So it's coming together. It's looking good. Seven fights on that card, Ed. Yes, seven fights. So is that still the limit on how many you can put on a show, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, just finally, the zone will launch in November in the UK. There's talks. I think you know they're they're sorting out this Canelo situation, and you know they will have a global launch plan in place soon. Um, obviously, great news for American fight fans that their schedule is now padding out nicely. And, you know, you know that from Mungia Johnson to Haney against Gamboa, 
White Pavetkin to Usyk Chisora, um, Karsik, Garcia against Campbell, Jacobs against Rosado, hopefully Canelo, Joshua Ruiz. It's the best schedule in boxing in America by a mile. But continuously, you get people who want to try and say, the zone's dead, this, that, and other. And they come out with the best schedule for the rest of the year. Oh, yeah, but, you know, um, I don't know. So don't worry about the zone. They're in a good place. And they're back up and running in the US now. And their global rollout will be announced soon. Okay. Well, I know you ain't got anything else to do, but I'm sure you've got better things to do than this. No, I'm just going to watch. I don't know what to do, really. I did BBC uh, fighting talk earlier with Colin Murray. That was an hour. Got a few more interviews lined up today. Don't forget, guys, really important. October 29th is the launch of my book, Relentless, 12 Rounds of Success. You can pre-order now at Amazon, and you can also pre-order signed copy at WH Smith. There's also an audio version available. I would love for you to buy this book. Would you have ideally liked to have included the last two days in this book? No, I said, but, but I mean, unless I get really ill over the next couple of days, I don't think it's much of a story, really. No. Which is possible. Well, that, is the only, that is the only frightening thing about having COVID, is no one really knows what's going to happen. Like I'm sitting here at the moment, bit of a headache, blocked up nose, feel all right. Could wake up in the morning feeling absolutely dreadful, but struggling to breathe. So, fingers crossed, eh? COVID can't fucking put you down, can it? To be fair, IFL will be fucked without me. I've seen the numbers, mate. I've been studying. What? You, you're, you're an integral part of IFL? Yeah. What I, else I, you're going to say? I'd, I'd say you need me bad to keep you alive, keep you afloat. Mm, a, bit, a bit much, but... I'm glad you went, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy to be. I'm happy with you know the access that you're giving fight fans. I think it's amazing. It is amazing. Um, lovely hotel. Yeah, that's, I was just saying that. I said it exactly the same time. I was thinking that as well when I had to when I got kicked out on uh, on Friday night. I was thinking to or Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night. I was thinking to myself, it's sod's law, isn't it? I had to do a month in the Holiday Inn in Brentwood. No disrespect. And then I get in the Hilton in uh, Milton Keynes. Very nice. And they've got, literally, they come. They knocked on my door, security, mask, full PPE, gloves, and said, we need to escort you out of the building. <laughs> oh, it was so embarrassing. So glad I didn't see anyone. Just like weaseled my way into the car. I, I had to put it all on. Gloves, mask, full PPE, in the car. Oh, nightmare, mate. <laughs> Long as you're safe, mate. You know what I mean? Another eight days or so. People. Yeah, we'll be all right. You'll be back. Edward, thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Um, Appreciate that, guys. Don't miss it. Tomorrow night, I'll be with you. I'll be one of you. How are we going to do a post-fight, then? Uh, do it Monday. Monday? Yeah. Oh, Monday. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's the day after Sunday. Yeah. All right. Edward, All right. thank you very much for talking to IFL TV. Good luck with your test results, eh? Thank you very much, yeah. See you later. See you later. Thanks for listening to the IFL TV podcast, sponsored by William Hill, in association with Lonsdale MTK Global. Sports Social Podcast Network.